Welcome to the Fae Forge Academy, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. If you have been enjoying our show, we would appreciate if you took the time to give us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. These are vital to our growth as a show. The Fae Forge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Network. For more great nerd content, visit thefandamentals.com. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Fae Forge Academy. The seed takes root, the life returns, the shadow is locked away. Where roots are strong and life is found, begin again this day. A seed is planted, its roots take hold, and time it takes its form. A tree, it grows, and flowers bloom, and time it passes on. The leaves, they fall, the flowers wilt, and time it takes its toll. And to the ground, the tree returns, and time begins anew. It is night. You are finally in your rooms. The first four days or so at the Academy have been full, to say the least. As you drift off to sleep, your minds wander to the various things you have seen unfold. From the strange creatures attacking you on your entrance exam, the ghost form of Professor Dirmar, the strange ring and the tiefling professor who wears it, Theros and Zevo, the moss lurkers, and finally the dragon you fought off today. As you sleep, you're deep in sleep and resting, when suddenly there's the sound of splintering wood crashing and coming through Ashrin and Besky's doors as they fly open, shattered and broken. It is loud enough for all of you to hear. And if I do this right, this is where we are in your common rooms. We're going to need to roll some initiative as you hear this, the shattering of these. Sepia has 21. Ooh, okay. And Ashrin has nine. I have also a 21 natural, natural 20. Oh, nice. Hey. Okay, so we'll have Ariadne, go first. And I'm natural one because I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> You're sleeping really well. Locking it down. <laughs> Lock it down. I got a five. Cause oh, got a five. Okay. So Ariadne, you're first. You hear this this loud crashing and like growling or screeching of a monster though, though you're in bed, so you can't see. I'd assume it's dark in your room unless you keep some lights on or, or anything like that, but it is your turn. I do not keep any lights on. I sleep in the pitch pitch black. What time of day is it? Does, does it feel way too early to be awake? It does. As you kind of peek out your windows, the best you could guess is it's definitely sometime kind of in the dead of morning, two, three, not an ideal time to be awoken. Okay, yeah, I I jump out of bed still in my nightgown, essentially, and just haul ass at the door. Okay, um, so as you open that door, give me a perception check. Sure, Oof, a six. So there's a few obvious things that you see. At Ashburn's door, directly close to you is the thing that catches your eye. Uh, you see this creature hunched over, 
weird like mushrooms on its back, long ears that you recognize from your very first day at the Fae Forge Academy in your, in your test. It's the same kind of creature that attacked you about 20 to 30 feet away from you. And then the other thing you see in the middle of the room is this other vine creature that it's about six feet tall. The fire, the fire is still kind of go, going, so there's a little bit of glow in this room that you can see. And there's something just off about it, though, though you can't place it. just feels evil to you. Hmm. So you've got your action, bonus action, and if you want to move a little bit more. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I fling the door open wide, and I am going to hit... Uh, which is which one of the monsters is the is which? So the one at the door, mm-hmm. um, at Ashran's door and at Besky's door. Okay. The one at Ashran's door and Besky's door are the are the creatures you recognize. The one in the middle of like kind of the common area, mm-hmm. in between the couches and like the living space. That's the strange, viney, planty, evil creature. Okay. The only thing I can I can just reach Besky's door. Um, and he's the youngest out of all of us. Um, I am going to lash out with the guiding bolt at that one across the way. Okay. Next to Besky's door. Okay, so all the all the way across this this large living space. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Oh, a twelve. <laughs> that just misses. I figured it did. Uh, as this bolt of energy goes shooting past and blasting into the wall. Anything else you're gonna do? Uh, no. But I just yell out, "Wake up, everyone!" and and get ready to fight. And Sepia, it is your turn. Yes, it is my turn. I, uh, Sepia is going to roll up out of the pond mm-hmm. where she was gently napping and open the door and look outside. Okay, so give you give me a perception check as well. It's very, very low. Okay, uh, that you see you see some very similar scene, just the opposite side of this of this common room to Ariadne. Uh, you see these two creatures that you recognize from your first day at the doors of Ashran and Besky. Uh, and some strange creature in the middle of the room. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, she, she's going to step outside of her room about 10 feet down and fire an Eldritch Blast at the creature standing outside of Besky's door. Okay. Give me an attack roll. 23 to hit. That very hits. For 8 points of damage, 9 points of damage. Oh, nice. Um, and is going to push that creature 10 feet away from the door. Okay. Directly away or down towards the bookcase that's below it? Down towards the bookcase that's below it, because it's basically, it blasts away from me. Okay. Perfect. So it just it just kind of blasts kind of right in against that door. Um, it's right below Besky's door as this swampy energy comes flying out of you and it's, it's ah! as, it, as, as the bolt hits it, and it is its turn. Uh, it's going to look at you as, after it got hit and run towards you. Yeah. And it gets right up next to you. And it is going to... And it it's going to lash out with one of its claws, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably going to miss with a 10. Yeah, that misses. Uh, so you, you duck under it. Uh, and then as you kind of come back, it bites down on you with a 20 total. Yes, that hits. That does four piercing damage as it bites into you. Okay. And the other one... Seeing all this noise and commotion and spells going out, it's actually going to run up towards uh, Ariadne, leaving Ashran's room alone. Get right in kind of the doorway where you are, um, and it's going to do the same thing. It lashes out with some claws at you, Ariadne, uh, and and attempts to bite you. So the the claws with a total of eight. That misses shockingly. <laughs> yeah, wizard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just bite. 
with a total of 14, which I think will probably that does correct. That does definitely. I have an <laughs> AC of 11, so. Ooh, and this does nine piercing damage to you. Okay. Uh, and it is their turn is over, and it is Ashrin's turn. Cool. Ashrin. Is, is <laughs> Ashrin is going to get up out of bed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also walk up to the door, open it up, see what's happening. Okay, and she can make a perception check as well. He is going to have a uh, 14. A 14? Okay, so as she opens this door, there's a couple things that she notices. Is One is CP and Ariadne have these creatures that she recognizes, like you all have, at least that have walked out so far. That creature in the middle um, looks like living rotten plants. And then down at one of the entrances to your common room, there is a hooded figure that has something empty in her hands. And it smells very similar to the flowers you all have been harvesting, those night bloom flowers um, that's kind of wafting through the air. Though you can't get, she can't get a good look at, at this figure's like face to identify them. Okay. She is going to move out of her room okay. and down a little bit towards the entrance. Okay. Yes, the very back. Um, <laughs> as a action, she is going to summon her wildfire spirit. So there is okay. a like column of flame that erupts and solidifies into a creature. Okay. Um, so she's going to summon it 30 feet directly uh, in front of her towards where that cloaked creature is. Um, as her action, and then as a bonus action, command it to go up to that person uh, and attack. The plant creature in the middle? The hooded person at the door. At the entrance? Okay. Yes, that has the weird night bloom scent going on. Okay. Since she can't see, she's going to try to get her, her fire up closer so we can illuminate that person. Okay. And then her fire spirit acts immediately after her turn. So it's okay. going to move 30 feet up to that person. And then uh, as its action, it will attack. Okay. Uh, it'll, so it'll flame seed on its way up. So it hurls like a small fire bolt towards that person. Uh, it has a nine to hit. Um, a nine is going to miss. Yes. Uh, and then it's going to use the rest of its movement to get up next to that hooded figure just to illuminate them so everyone can see that they're both there and maybe what they look like a little bit better. Okay. Probably will give some advantage on to people coming out. Cause it is your turn. Well, seeing only his work as this ruckus starts to erupt from the common room, initially he dismisses it. That's why he has such a low initiative. But as he hears, <laughs> <clears throat> as he hears Ashra's calling of mighty flame power, realizes something is up and with his very quick dwarven speed land speed of 25 feet he gets about here <clears throat> almost gets almost to his door from his desk <laughs> almost gets to the door he kind of trips over a chair and then he's going to dash to with you know interact with the object open the door comes okay. out in the common room and he sees this scene around him uh why don't you roll a perception check with advantage happily that's a 15 as I look into this illuminated room with this fire spirit shedding light. Okay, yeah, you see this fire spirit flowing. You get a glimpse. Um, you can't make out the identity necessarily, but you see some brown hair um, and what appears to be an elven woman. Well, and then and then the rest of the the rest of everything. Pulling out his ukulele, like I said, well, regardless, going to use bardic inspiration on 
for Sepia. Get him, Lass, just like I did that dragon. Nice. So, Sepia, you've got your bardic inspiration, and that's your turn, correct? That's my turn. Okay. So this this viney, rotting creature in the center is going to, almost like it's being controlled, shamble its way down towards this this fire totem, and it's going to just with these branchy gross arms try to try to punch this fire spirit for a it definitely hits 25 no that's bad math 23 as it does uh for 10 bludgeoning damage okay it's still up and that's its turn and it is this mysterious figure's turn who puts puts her hands in the air and makes some strange symbols and is covered in this purple purple light and blinks out and disappears. Uh, that's and the one that gone. was at the very entrance the, of our dorm. Mm-hmm. The hooded. Rooms. More hooded. Um, right. Yep, yep. And so you said there's what purple tendrils or something that came up or uh, no, she like almost like a light, like a purple light like enveloped her skin and then <laughs> she blink, and then she blinked out. Got it. And that that individual is gone mm-hmm. from your from your sight. And Besky, it is your turn. Hey, uh, first I gotta move. So, do 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 do. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm gonna. I like kind of like. I'm sleepy, so I'm kind of shake. I'm trying to shake the sleep out of my eyes after like feeling like I just got a dream talking to my patron. Uh, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? What what's these noises? And then I'll see all these creatures. Um, since it seems that this one's preoccupied and that one seems like it's attacking Sepia, I'm probably going to go for that one. Okay. So I'm going to first bonus action hex it. Okay. And I will do dexterity as the ability modifier that will have. Is it discipline? So I will Eldritch Blast the one that I was just pointing to, the one that's next to Sepia. So that's. Yeah, so that is one, two, three, four, twenty feet away from me. That's about north of me. So I, in this storm, so I'm gonna blast it uh, with my Eldritch Blast. Here we go. Oh, that's actually a good roll. Look at who am I? Is this real life? <laughs> you get a two? No, I got eighteen. So eighteen. Yeah, that very hits. That very much hits. Okay, so. So that's going to be 10 force and three necrotic. So 13 total. Okay. Um, so as this, this bolt of this, like r- remind me what describe your, your Eldritch blast again. So yeah. So hex hex first went onto it and you see like these sto- stars form from, you know, kind of come drift down from the ceiling and kind of and do this light, like dancing pattern around here. These little tiny glittery stars. Mm-hmm. And then my Eldritch blast is kind of just like this purple, beam but with with stars kind of intertwining with it and it's slamming into this this creature that's yes. right in front of so as it as it slams in it just lets out this dying streak ah, as it as it goes down cool and then you just see the dust the necrotic dust or stars kind of just envelop it and ash nice. it out of it yep and it is dead and it's back to the top with Ariadne uh yeah I am semi trapped behind my door with this thing right in front of me um so i lift up my holy symbol which is a a 12 pointed star uh and i'm casting word of radiance mm. on this thing nice it makes a save correct Machine. yes uh a, a constitution save 
Uh, natural 20. Bless it. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to do something kind of brave and a little stupid. Um, I am going to try and... Exactly. I'm going to try <laughs> to squeeze past this door um, and, and, and uh, race out past it, which will probably provoke an opportunity attack, but mm-hmm. I'll take it. It very much so will. Are we not students at a magical school? Brave and stupid is kind of ammo. That's, that's true. Exactly. Uh, and that is a 14. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. For for nine slashing damage. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so low right now. <laughs> I have three it, HP. It just, Do it I just see her just get wrecked? Up. Yeah. Okay, good. Because okay. your rooms are kind of opposite. So you yeah. look out, you hear, you you watch this word of radiance, so this like light shine out from her that catches all of your attention. Um, and then as she runs across, this thing just screeches out, kind of pulls back from the light, and just you watch it lash out, just like rake across her back. So we oh. pretty much, we'd hear her grunt or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Little, um, little yelp of pain. <laughs> uh, um, anything else? That oh I think I have healing word yeah okay yeah I'll do I'll give myself a healing word since uh, <laughs> I'm bleeding out onto the carpet. That's one of my favorite images is healing word on yourself because it's like basically just giving yourself a like a pep talk. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, and with that, it is Sepia's turn. So you on your turn, you just watch this this creature just like get blown away by Besky's energy, and you are no longer engaged with anything. Yeah, so Sepia, uh, seeing Ariadne getting torn apart, is going to uh, rush across the room into the center area, kind of in between all the couches, uh, and try to blast inner, her swampy eldritch energy over at that creature. Okay. Uh, and crit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that'll, that'll probably go. Team uh, for 13 points of damage. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, are you pushing it back like you like is tradition? Uh, if I can, I, it looks like it would just get pushed back into the wall, or I can push it through the door. Maybe? Yeah, I'll say it's. I'll, I'd say it can go through the door and just kind of go straight straight back into her room. Then yeah, I'll push it ten feet into her room. Okay. So another another just screech screech as this an, another eldritch bolt just goes flying in uh, and smashes into it. It is going to back towards the door. It's going to go basically into the doorway where it was uh, and and in response to that sepia um, as it just got hit it's going to like just start gurgling uh, and you watch as this mm. <laughs> uh, it get it, it runs in kind of towards the center climbs up on the little table that's next to Ariadne though it doesn't seem interested in Ariadne at all um, and just hurls this this green ooze out of its mouth. Uh, and I need you to make a constitution save. When you say you, do you mean like the real you or? Sepia. Oh, me. Oh, okay. Got it. She has an oh, eight no. of her con save. An eight? Yeah. Okay. So as this hits you. It's wanted to help. Everything, you feel is burning in your eyes and everything goes dark. Dope. And it is Ashrin's turn. Right. Uh, Ashrin is going to do her stuff. Oh, actually, you know, I read this rules wrong. Uh, it's also going to excuse me, before Ashwin goes, uh, after it spews that out, it's going to turn turn and just lash out with one of its claws at Ariadne for a 14. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this is a little a little better uh, for, for five damage. Okay. How's, how's Ariadne looking? 
Two HP. <laughs> yeah, so Two it's HP. On, it's on We're this fine. table. It's, it's on fine. This table. It just like it just almost like blindly lashes out Ugh. at you and still still kind of just seeing, gets... seeing stars. Everything's kind of going to light, <laughs> but you know it's all good. And Ashrin, it's your turn. Yeah, Ashrin is going to uh, hurl a firebolt at the creature that's engaged with Ariadne. Okay. With a ten to hit. <laughs> that does not hit. Yep, and then as a bonus action, she is going to tell her wildfire spirit to do something great. Make this whole situation better. <laughs> in some way. So while you're thinking about that, that fire that firebolt goes shooting past Ariadne and and this this swampy creature and past Yukaz, um, and this bolt like bursts into the door, um, and you hear the door start to, to catch on fire a little bit. That seems fine. She's <laughs> going to uh like snap her fingers at her wildfire spirit and point over towards Ariadne. Okay. Uh, on its turn, the wildfire spirit kind of spirals and is consumed by its own fire as it disappears and then reappears in an explosion of flame 30 feet away. Um, it's not going to reach Ariadne, but we'll get a little bit closer. Actually, it can. It's going to skirt around to the other side of the shambling creature that's engaged with, and then it will teleport 30 feet. Okay. Uh, and a wash of flame will explode on the creature that Ariadne is engaged with. It needs to give me a deck save. That's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, that's good for y'all. A 10. Okay. Uh, that is going to fail. Nice. It will take six points of fire damage uh, as flames just wash out from her fire spirit, which is now engaged in melee with it. Okay. I love it. Yeah, so as this as this fire explodes, you see it, you see it going from like aggressive to almost like a feral creature starting to panic, seeing itself surrounded by flame, and uh, even though it's gotten the better of Ariadne, there's there's enemies around it, and it's panicking. And cause it's your turn. Is it hot enough in here for you? As I cast Vicious Mockery on the creature. Okay. EC 12 wisdom save. Okay. It, it, it rolled a 9. Ooh. Oh, it takes two points of psychic damage. Nice. Still up? Uh, it is... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, it's just advantage on such attack. Okay. And I'm going to use my bonus action to give Ariadne a very brief pep talk. My healing word is run. <laughs> 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 and uh, I heal four. Uh, let's see. Four plus. Ah, then it is six whole points of healing. Nice. I'll take that. Uh, so, Cause, your turn is over, correct? My turn is complete. Okay. Were you by the... Did you move yourself on purpose, Dusky? I did, because you said his turn was over, so I moved 20 feet over here. There is someone else going before you. Oh, (laughs) shit. More secret initiative. Boop. I'm back. No, I don't don't like rolling all the enemies together. No, it's fine. I knew that there was another person, but they... I thought they teleported, but that's... Uh, There was, but there's also this fellow. Okay, cool. I'm going to run right up to you. Alright, cool. Oh, no. cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, you watch as it it like it starts to lurch, like like dry yeah. leave at you. Perfect. Um, and as it does this, um, these leeches just fly out of its mouth onto you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, bye bye. See ya. Tw- Twelve leeches attached to you. Okay. And that's its turn. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I would rather be at two HP than have leeches on me. That's that's all I've seen. Yep, same. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even heal through this. I don't even know what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the start of your turn. Uh, yes. You take 12 damage as the leeches suck, sure. suck the life out of you. Yep, yep. Um, that's, that's about right. <laughs> you also hear um, some like crashing down the hallway um, and footsteps running, echoing further away in all of this. All right, so you folks will hear. <laughs> and he's just trying to like bat all these like leeches off of him. Uh, I assume I'm going to try and I don't know, I guess take uh, this is terrible for my action economy, but this is what I have to do. I'm going to move my first. I'm going to just remind myself to bonus action. Well, no, first I Besky would actually try and remove these leeches from him. I don't know how that's going to happen, but he's going to do it. As an action, a creature can remove or destroy 1d3 leeches from itself or an adjacent ally. Oh boy. I'm going yep. down, folks. Uh, Don't worry, I got you. Well, so... Ashran's got you. <laughs> Alright, I'm trying to think this through. Ashran, you can't set up a problem fire. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> you try hard enough. Alright, so 1d3, right? Uh, yep. Alright. So that's one. I have one. I take one off. Okay, you have 11 leeches on you. Um, and then I will move my hex over to this creature after like I I'm like freaking out and trying to like oh my gosh (laughs) and I like remove one and then I will try and focus for a split second to move my hex from the creature that died over to this thing not that it matters and that ends my turn Um, I, I also I forgot to mention as you watch this energy or you feel this like life getting sucked from you Mm-hmm. Um, you watch as this this mound that has been kind of like looking dead and and whatnot. It starts to straighten up and get bigger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and Ariadne, it's your turn. Okay. Um. I. Am... Okay. Uh, we're gonna go with. I see the best he's getting attacked. I'm gonna go with another. Uh, guiding bolt on him, and I am also going to summon some stars. And I believe you have um, Bardic Inspiration, too. That's true. Which, a 19 is going to be fine, though. Okay, nice. (laughs) Okay, so we have uh, 17 radiant damage on that one. (laughs) Ha-ha, yes! Okay. All right. Yeah, you watch as this this bolt just bursts into it. It screeches. uh, And you're setting stars down? Yeah, I'm setting one star down next to it. And if this thing doesn't go down immediately... Um, I'm using my bonus action to automatically explode the star. And that is a dex save, which is for him, I think, 13. Okay, he does not pass it. Okay, and then that is 46 radiant damage, 9 damage. Nice. Do you want to describe how all that looks? Uh, it, it It is a very, very blinding white light, first of all, as the guiding bolt goes past. Uh, it, brighter than the fire in the room, definitely. Um mm-hmm. And then as the uh, the star kind of shoots down, um, kind of connected from that beam of light and with her star, yeah. um, it's just a huge firecracker noise that explodes behind this thing and little little shockwave. Nice, I love it. Yeah, so it, it's, it just keeps screeching out as all this like, this light just gets absorbed into it. And you see that like inside of it, it's like what should be clear sap is this black oozing necrotic looking liquid um and you also see more leeches just like crawling around inside of it and it is sepia's turn 
Yeah. So, uh, can Sepia see? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then Sepia is going to fire more swampy energy at the creature that is engaged with Ariadne. Okay. Uh, and bonus action hex. And miss. <laughs> okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty poorly. Uh, you have an inspiration, I think, too. It's not going to help. Okay. <laughs> uh, as the swampy energy just goes blast into Ariadne's door behind them, um, it is their turn. And oh, what is it? What is it going to do? So you're going to watch as this this creature near Ariadne, it's it's bleeding and burnt and looks really scared and kind of in the in the survival mode. Uh, and it is going to, you watch it sniff around and it starts running straight for Sepia's room. Mm. And it's going to dash. Any of y'all can make opportunity attacks as it goes. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm going to assume the wildfire spirit can all. Yeah. At disadvantage. Uh, does the 13 hit? Uh, yes, it does. Or eight fire damage. Okay. So as it, as it starts to turn and run at this fear in its eyes, this fire spirit just reaches out and like engulfs it with flame. Uh, and you hear it just, it doesn't even really screech. It's just, ah, and it collapses to the ground in this oh, char. Nice. And then the fire spirit just floats there, crackling a little bit brighter. <laughs> Good, because I was going to say, I didn't bring any of my weapons there in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I had my ukulele ever. I, I have a dagger and a quarter stuff, but it's, it's, uh, it's put away right now. Yeah, you can always like, flick it in the ear. <laughs> just trip it, trip it as it goes by. Uh, and Ashran, it is your turn. Right. Uh, Ashran is going to uh, look over at Besky, who is still covered in leeches. Yeah. And she is going to hold out her hands and produce a small ball of ice and hurl it towards one of the leeches. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Make making a. It's a. Are you, are you an ice knife? Yes. <laughs> make an attack roll with with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, Ashran has not been bardically inspired, correct? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. That's a 16. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you managed to knife a leaf right off of Pesky. Surgical. Yeah. As that happen, the ball of ice explodes and all of the creatures uh, near it, including Besky, so all of the leeches and Besky need to do something. Like a deck save. And the big viney creature, too. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna save... Okay. So the one that you hit is gone. Okay, then I'm gonna roll this. I'm gonna roll a d10. Mm-hmm, 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 just Because there's, cause there's mm-hmm, ten, mm-hmm. ten left. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the best choice. <laughs> no, you're right. You're fine. You're totally great. Because then I don't incur at least damage over time. Yeah, because there's still like 11 of them. So now there's 10. So there are four remaining as six of them just like freeze and fall off of Besky. The, uh, what's the what's the saving throw? Uh, it is a dexterity saving throw. DC. Well. Okay. The, uh, the viney gross creature uh, somehow manages to avoid... The, ex- the shards of, of ice. Uh, so it makes it makes its deck save and Besky. Uh, yeah, I failed with a nine, so what's the 2d6? Uh, four. <laughs> okay. Not uh, that bad. Oh, I'm, I'm up by one. And pause, it is your turn. Bonus action, wildfire spirit. Oh, 
does something. Uh, it starts moving over towards the Shambling Hound and fires a ranged attack uh, for a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, for six points of fire damage on the vegetative creature. Okay. As this fire hits it, it, it just... And um, and it causes turn. Right. I'm going to run towards the creature, yelling out dwarven profanities. You loud grand <laughs> thumb sucking gutless pile of vines. And another DC 12 wisdom save from the creature as I close distance. Ukulele raised high. Uh, it does not pass. All right. Four fat points of psychic damage on that one. <laughs> Are you going to beat him over the head with your ukulele? I, mean, I don't see going. any reason why not to at this point. <laughs> the anger that has been feeling, uh, it now it now feels genuinely sad. You can see <laughs> truth. <laughs> That's right. As it's, insults, it's insults really land. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go ahead and use my uh, bonus action to use my uh, another spell slot to uh, try to inspire one of my comrades to keep moving. Uh, oh, another. Geez, I am rolling very well in these D4s. D20s not so much. That's why I stick with the bosom saves. I uh, heal. Besky for another six points of Hey, I might stay alive for one more round. Yeah, you might mm-hmm. you might make it. Um, right. Thanks, Kaz. So as Run as Lad! Kaz <laughs> ends its turn, ends his turn. This creature, its branchy, viney arm reaches back and swings at Besky. Sure. That's a 24. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's a disadvantage though, because of vicious monster. That's right. Hey. So, does a thirteen hit you? It does. Yeah. Uh, baby I'm a war- warlock. Baby yep. warlocks. Mm-hmm. I'm a squ- squishy warlock. For for uh, fourteen bludgeoning damages, it just it just slams into the side of Besky. Yep. That's. Yep. Okay. I'm a. You go down, correct? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough to put. Put Besky in the, at zero. Okay. Yeah. And these four leeches kind of detach and start crawling along the ground. Well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> call, call it a win. Uh, and Besky, it is your turn. So you just hear me go, <laughs> and I just fall over, and I have to make my death saving throw. So let's do it. Okay. So that's a success with an 18. Nice. 18. Okay. That ends my turn. All right. And Ariadne, you watch as this creature slams into Besky, and you watch him. The, the breath leave him and he collapses motionless to the ground. Oh no. Oh, and you also see the stars that is around that creature in front of me kind of just all the stars kind of float up into the ceiling and disappear. Oh. And it's your turn. Okay. Um, um, let's see. What can we do? What can we do? I am going to miss the range on that 30 feet. I am within that thing's dead. I'm gonna move over closer to the gang. Um, I am casting or a little bit low, I think. Um, or at least I am. I'm casting Bless on myself, uh, Sepia, and Cause. Mm-hmm. How does that, what does that look like? Um, I am just saying a very, very quiet prayer. She's not very public about her, uh, devotion to her god um, but she's clearly very praying with her with her holy symbol in her hands 
Um, and it's a, it's still light, but it's a very, very soft light that kind of pulsates out. And you feel it, you feel it kind of glowing on you. And anything else on your turn? That is going to be it for now. I moved and I don't have another bonus action. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be it for now. Okay. And Sepia, it is your turn. All right. Sepia is going to panic, seeing that Besky is down and she's going to start rushing over towards the creature a little bit closer to her room and fire swampy energy down at it. Okay. Um, with Ariadne's blessing. Uh, has a 19 to hit. That hits. Or um, five forced and one necrotic. Okay. And pushes the creature with her swampy energy 10 feet away towards the door to the main hall. Okay. It gets pushed down that way, away from Besky. And, okay. It is Ashrin's turn. Ashrin doesn't have any healing. Uh, she's also going to move closer to Bestie, uh, away from her room where she's kind of been standing just outside the door this entire time. She's going to fire a fireball to the creature. All right. And miss with a six. Okay. As a bonus action, she'll tell her fire elemental creature to also attack. Okay. And I will say, as you've noticed, as these firebolts have gone out and around, um, Kaz's door is burning a little bit, uh, as is this bookshelf right behind the uh, the creature. Not a lot. Firebolt's not a huge spell, but there is some fire happening in here. That's unfortunate, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to keep doing it. So her uh, fire spirit, it can stay there. Stay back next to her towards the center of the room and fire and bolt at the creature as well. But it okay. also only has a uh, nine to hit. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's lots of like fire. This bookshelf that's right behind that's right behind this this creature is you're losing you're losing knowledge, we'll say. And it is Kaz's turn. Just to be clear, there are a lot of things in the room that are on fire, but the creature is not one of them. The creature does not seem to be getting burned. Good to know. So brandishing my dwarven ukulele on I going to close distance with the beast and with the blessings of Whose blessings do I have around me? Uh, you, it's a D4 for your attack. Or any anything that you roll, essentially. It's like a certain god whose blessings I have, right? Like that. Um, uh, yeah, um... Great. With the blessings of the god <laughs> of Ariadne. You need a fat 15. Uh, that does hit. All right. For three points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Salah, God of Justice. Salah, all right. Thank you, Salah. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, vertically inspire Ashrin. Uh-huh. Oh. So she stopped burning stuff? <laughs> oh, so she can start burning it's stuff. It's just... <laughs> I'm trying, okay. <laughs> You're doing great. Just a little to the left. The... Like it did the dragon. Creature starts its turn. It tries to, to like, growl out on you, very similar to what it did to Besky, and nothing comes out. Yeah. And so in its anger, it puts its two branch arms together and just slams straight down on your shorter dwarf head or attempts to uh, a 16. That will hit. That does nine bludgeoning damage as it just connects right on top of your head. Oh, but mommy, I don't want to go to school today. <laughs> <laughs> There's little little ukuleles with wings flying around Kaz's head right now. And Besky, it is your turn. Uh, death saving throw. Mm-hmm. And there goes a failed save. Speaking of okay, couple. that's one and one, correct? That's correct. One and All one. All right. 
All right. All right. That's my turn. Uh, and Ariadne, it is your turn. I am gonna. I'm still hustling over, and as I go, I am giving a healing word to Besky. Okay. It's my last, last one. You know, I don't need it. You could give it to someone else. It's totally No, you're, no. (laughs) You're the chosen one. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of crossing myself as I go. (laughs) Hustling. Uh, And that, yeah, that's it. I've got my book. I'm flipping through it, looking for other spells that I can do, and then seeing that uh, I, I got there's no magic in the fingertips right now. So a uh, <laughs> little, little bit of a panic on my face, but it'll be all right. As you speak that word, the life breathes back into Besky as a few of his wounds start to close, and it is Sepia's turn. Sepia is going to uh, do the same thing she did last time and try to fire some swampy energy uh, and miss with a eight to hit. Okay. Yep. As the swampy energy just goes flying past it and blasts into the wall, uh, it is Ashrin's turn. Ashrin's going to also try to do the same thing she did last time. Try to firebolt it. Is it, well, when you say it's not burning, is it not taking any damage from the it's, fire? It's or taking is damage, it, but it's not like, okay. like, you, expect like a, fire. you expect a plant or a tree to like be very negatively affected and it's not. It's just too wet. She's going to use her bardic inspiration from cause on this for maximum inspiration with a 17 to hit nice that will hit um for eight points of fire damage okay and bonus action tells her fire elemental to do the same thing come on fiery buddy and has a 20 to hit non-natural nice for uh max damage eight fire damage okay so as Ashrin and her fire spirit like the the these bolts they you watch both their hands like light up and flames just shoot out and consume this thing and it dries out leeches like falling off little cinders burning um, and it it crumples in a pile of ash you do have a door on fire and a bookcase on fire uh, but we can drop out of initiative Uh, I rush over to Besky because I know he's still not that not that hot um, and I am going to I just kind of rub my hands together and then I place them on his chest, I'm casting Healing Hands. Nice. Uh, and that is uh, 2 HP. Hey. Hey. So your first one was how much? Sorry. I, it was four. Four, so six total now? Six total now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to cough. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks, Ariadne. Um, while Lena said that she felt that one of her friends helped me, so she told me to get up. And I guess I'm not dead yet. Oh, you're not dead yet. No. <laughs> I'll try and brush my uh, my chest and my my knees and like my shoulders and stuff. And I'm gonna cast my own healing light on myself. I'm gonna spend two dice just to. I don't know if more things are coming. Messi's mm. uh, kind of a little bit scared, but he feels like he should get ready to for whatever else is coming because he's been falling a lot. So he's just gonna try and heal himself up. Uh. Sepia is going to go and bail a little bit of water out of her pond. She doesn't want to upset the balance too much. <laughs> so just get like half a bucket. Yeah. And start and get like a big ladle or something from Besky's room and start kind of like trying to dose the books, <gasps> books! with water <laughs> to put them out. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, Kaz is going to be taking the books and like taking them off the shelf and like kind of 
throw, like, honestly, just throwing them, but in different directions, like scattering them about so they don't catch each other on fire. Ariani okay. does not know whether to worry more about the thrown books or the burning books, so I'm just trying to collect them. <laughs> Carry as many as I can. Uh, Ashrin sighs heavily and goes back into her room. Closes <laughs> the door. <laughs> and her wildfire spirit winks out. Yeah, I imagine the fire wildfire spirit, like, almost, like, consuming her for a second and, like, absorbing into herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and she, looking, looking kind of nervous, like, um, <laughs> I was sleeping and <laughs> running back into her right. room. Yep. Uh, you do hear, as you're trying to put this stuff out and cleaning, um, you hear those, the sounds of footsteps, um, a couple things getting knocked over, uh, kind of further down the hallway leading out of, of your room. Um, while at the same time, you actually do hear some sort of whispering, or not whispering, like some some murmuring um, and quick footsteps coming towards you as well. Have you put out all the fires in this room? I would say you guys took some good action. Yes, you 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 got all the uh, all the fire out. Though some of there's a few bur- books that are much less readable than they once were, and there's a nice little flame design on on uh, Kaz's door. I'll appreciate that later. So what do you all do? Um, I haven't moved from where I was raised. Like I am still standing there kind of freaked out mm-hmm. it's i've failed twice <laughs> twice in like two days right yeah <laughs> so i'm trying to like i don't know i think i'm trying to make a silent communication with walena because i'm just trying to figure out like what what have i done wrong what's going on besky doesn't know what to think at the moment why don't you make a um since you're a warlock i'll let you choose either a religion or a or an arcana check i'll do arcana Yep, that's that's yep, that's on brand. Uh, that's a that's a natural one. Okay, I'm a lost um, boy. Yeah, you. It just like you described. You heard that whisper that a friend was helping you uh-huh. as you got rehealed. But as you're as you're like kind of silently trying to find answers from Lilena, hear from her, you hear nothing. All right, I don't know what everyone else is doing in the room or in in the area, but I think Besky's gonna probably start crying like. Because he feels helpless and like a child, and he's gonna, he's just gonna go into his room and close the door and like plop his head under the pillow and sit there in silence. Mm. I am exceptionally responsible, uh, so I am headed out, just kind of poking my head out of the common room area and into the, I guess, the main hallway, and see if there's anybody else that did anybody hear? Like, does anybody else know what's going on? And if not, if it's all quiet. I like nobody had any idea. I head straight to Guy's office. What's his face? Make a perception check as you as you perception check. A twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay. Um, so as as you look out, you see almost like like someone ran into let me describe this hallway a little bit better. This hallway kind of similar to how your your common room is laid out where you've got the common room that you enter into from this hallway that's just on the south of this map and then there's five rooms laid out. That's a pretty common structure throughout this hallway. In There's like some decorative like cabinets. It, there's lamps on them and, and things like that to, to keep it lit constantly. They're, they glow actually kind of like this greenish flame um, as though they're lit magically as opposed to just like a match that lights them. Like they kind of burn constantly, though they do dim and glow with, with kind of the time and day to, to keep, keep the lighting appropriate for the hallways. Um, so as you look down um, to the left, you see um, this form 
of of this individual who looks back back at you this brown brown hair lighter skin um running probably um as this is a long hallway a large large kind of like dorm like thing um building um probably like a hundred plus feet away from you um running at me away from you away from me and you you didn't roll a very good perception check at the beginning of the rounds correct Mm-mm, no i had like okay. a six or something okay yeah so um you don't recognize this individual but but as as she looks back at you roll an insight check real quick sure a six <laughs> okay there's something in you that says like i've seen this person before but i don't remember who they are uh, okay I'm, i i just can't place it there's too much that's gone on right now but you see this look of shock that you walk that as you walk out of this door uh, and she continues to run. And then from the opposite direction, you see two individuals walking. You see a, a, a tall black man with long braids who you recognize as Trayvon and Dorvaleth, the admissions officer. That's Besky's uncle, correct? No. No. That's not Professor Uncle. That's someone oh, else. Oh, okay. Professor Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you also see um, Rayala Valdiran, who is the Eladrin who you who gave you all the kind of the, the welcome speech about what it's like to be at the academy mm-hmm. who is her role at the academy is the master artisan she is essentially the head the head mistress of the academy okay she runs this walking towards you all very quickly um and then there's actually excuse me i forgot there's a third person there um an orange tiefling with a large mm. body ring uh professor perseverance comes walking up mm. as well mm. um uh, and as they approach you, as you're sticking your head out, Professor Rayala says, "What? What is going on here? What is? What is all this noise? What is happening? I, do I smell smoke?" Uh, yes, there was an attack. Please, quick! What Can you, I hold open the door? What do you mean an attack? They they all hustle in and they walk in. Um, you see Professor Perseverance kind of stop at the doorway and just look around. Hmm. Very observant. He doesn't say a word to anybody. Uh, walks up to this. This shambling, viney creature that's now kind of charred on the ground looks at it, walks over to the other two kind of like mushroomy creatures with these long, long talons and long ears um, that you've seen before. Looks at it, smells them, is completely ignoring all all of you, not making eye contact. Looks at all of these, uh, walks over to Professor Rayala Valdiran, the headmistress, um, the master artisan. <laughs> whispers something in her ear and sprints out of the room. Uh, when he was looking at the creatures, um, um, could I tell like what parts he was looking at or anything about what he was trying to detect about them or whether what he was doing looked like something that someone knowledgeable about plants would be doing? Like, was he checking the right body parts and like, should he have been smelling them or should he have been scraping them or like? Yeah, roll an insight check. Also, which professor was this again? Uh, the one checking was Professor Perseverance, the orange tiefling who has really raised y'all's suspicions over the got last it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Cool. My insight is a six. There's just like a lot of water. Yep, it's a six. A six? Okay, you, as you watch him, you're you're not really sure what he's doing. It just feels weird to you. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Anyone else going to try to stop him before he before he sprints out? I'm going to say that like, while, even though he's ignoring us, Cause is going to be like two steps behind him as he's walking around between these bodies just like making commentary as he goes, trying to like elicit a reaction from him. And even if he doesn't, 
Kaz is just kind of like very matter of fact. I said like, yep, that's uh, that creature it burst out from over here, took Tim down, and oh, it was, it was absolutely valiant. You should have seen it. Oh, oh, I see you're, you're walking away from me. Okay, I'll follow along with you then. And this witcher over here, like he's just like kind of keeping like on his heels, um, and is kind of like taking note of the fact that he's being completely ignored, but it's not stopping him. Okay, uh, roll a straight charisma check. Straight charisma check for the bard. Bless your heart. That's a ten. He says, "It seems you all cause a lot of trouble around here." And then that's that's he looks at you kind of annoyed, mm-hmm. and that's it. And keeps going about his business, and then and then runs off. I'm gonna poke my head out the hallway and just see how he runs and which direction he runs. He runs out to the left, the opposite direction of where they walked up from. Mm-hmm. How does he run? Like sprinting? Is it like athletic? He doesn't. I, sorry, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say run. Uh, he's walking very briskly. He hustles. Oh, he hustles. Gotcha. How are walking like geriatrics in the mall? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and as he walks off. We are going to have to find out what is going to happen next time on the Fae Forge Academy. Dun, dun, dun. so much for listening to the Fae Forge Academy. To stay up to date on everything happening with the show, from stream dates to other projects the cast has going on, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fae Forge Academy or visit our website at www.fayforgeacademy.com. If you like additional content, behind-the-scenes access to the cast, special releases, or just want to support us as we make content, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. A special thanks to Mage Hand Press, who has provided us with their Fae Folio, which has helped shape the Fae Forge Academy in the world of Avastria. If you enjoy the crafting system found on our show, check out Witchcraft by Astrologo Press. And finally, a huge thanks to our cast, so why don't y'all let everyone know who you are and where to find you? Yeah, uh, I'm Adelaide Gardner, O'Adley on literally everything. Um, all my schedule's on Twitter. I gotta update it. It's really outdated, so it's not on Twitter right now. I take it back. I lied. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I'm Stonefly underscore Kai. My name is Kai. Me and Michael will be playing in the Cobalt Press game, The Last Air, which is in their Margrave setting. It's really creepy and great, and V DMs it. It's a good time. Um, my Twitter is the same. I would watch that because I have exciting news. Two exciting things actually coming on that. So just watch out. So my name is Michael Sinclair II. I go by Michael Crits almost everywhere. Uh, like Stonefly Kai, her name is Kai, said uh, that I will be on the Cobalt Press stream. And I'm not much up to other things than that. Looks like everyone's busy, so I gotta pick up another thing. I don't know how that's gonna happen. But anyway, 
What's up? I'm Emily. Uh, Emily J E A Harmon on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, I also write for DMs Guild and I'm a community organizer and I do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, follow my Twitter. That's where most of my updates go. Hey, my name is Ian Gould, Academic Science on Twitter. I am a writer on DMs Guild and I play here at Faith Forge Academy. So keep an eye on my Twitter for any new products coming out. Looking forward to our next session. And I'm your DM, Steven, on the internets. I am at the underscore bad DM. And we'll see you next time at the Fay Forge Academy. Theme and background music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs. To find more music like this, search for D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and background music found at zapspot.com and tabletopaudio.com. The Fay Forge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.